Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hi there, my name is Phil from 2020 Sounds. I hope I find you well. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast, which is entitled Planning Your Evening Reception. Each week I will be joined by my very good friend Rob from Juiced Entertainments. We will be discussing a number of key factors which go into planning the ultimate wedding reception. These would include booking your DJ, and what questions to ask, why some of your guests won't always be dancing, choosing your wedding venue, as well as choosing some of your key suppliers, as well as a number of topics which go into planning the ultimate wedding reception. So without further ado, let's get started. Rob, how are you doing? I'm well, Phil, I'm well. You? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, thank you. Episode four, we've made it. Uh, we say this every week, and uh, every week it is an equal shock. Well, yeah, I know. I've, I think people are slowly tuning into the fact that we, we do know what we're talking about. And as I said before, people are going to be attracted to this podcast. And well, admittedly, at the moment, the numbers are small. The listening numbers are small. Give it another six months. Honestly, we'll be, it, it'll be like fan mail back in the 80s. It's, that's what it's going to be like. Global domination will be ours, Phil. I think so. Yes, I think I think it's definitely a case of this. This will go viral. I mean, I might have to spend some money on the marketing campaign in order for it to do so. But you know, let's not you know let's not rule out the fact that we might you know as a podcast blow up anytime soon. We are just watching and waiting. Indeed, indeed. So this episode, I wanted to talk about um, why uh, cutting costs on your evening entertainment can be perceived as being a a bad idea and we're going to go into that a little bit more in detail but before we do that I just wanted to really just recap what we spoke about in the first three episodes uh, which will tie in quite nicely with what we're going to talk about in today's episode which is to say why cutting costs on your evening entertainment can be a bad idea. So in the first episode we talked about the best place to find your DJ and we agreed that wedding fairs where you can speak to your DJ, ask them a number of questions and you can speak to them and have an open and honest conversation was probably the best place to start, would you agree? 
Well, that was one of the best places. I think the key, from my perspective, was that uh, I spoke to them. Yeah. yeah, speaking to them, it hasn't got to be a wedding fair, but definitely speaking to them, I think is uh, yeah, I think we we landed there that that was a definite prerequisite. I think absolutely having that open and honest conversation, seeing the setup, seeing what they do, um, feeling that they are, as I say, open and honest and answer all your questions. I think having that that initial rapport with somebody is certainly you know a way to gain trust. So you know that your evening entertainment is going to be looked after and is in safe hands, if that makes sense. Rapport, that's the word. I don't even think we used that last time. I like No, that. I've shoehorned that in. Do you see that? <laughs> I did. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we definitely didn't use that. No. I, I'll see how many times we can use the word rapport in this episode. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the second episode, we talked about song choices, um, which is obviously quite a big subject. And... Again, we, we came to the conclusion that, and I think it's the absolute right thing to do, is to make sure that you trust your DJ to, to read a room, to, to know what he's doing, to, to understand all the different breaks, to not be too um, demanding in, in the choices that you make with regards that he has to play these songs at these times, because if you're doing that, you, know, you may as well plug your Spotify in and away you go. So I think that's the best way and allow it and just having that, as we said before, that 80-20% rule where you have a few song choices, you're led by the evening itself. Um, but again, so the DJ has full confidence knowing that he can play what he thinks is best fitting to what's going on in the evening itself. Do you know what the 80-20 rule is called? Sir? No, go on. Trivia for you. principle. There we go. There we go. The 80-20 rule. But it works, doesn't it? And and it's, and you can work it in... in I mean, with a simple analogy, you probably wear 20% of your clothes 80% of the time, don't you? Yes. Yes, completely. Yep. There you go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Not just a, an informative wedding reception porn co- po- po- podcast. Um, we are We are knowledge-based as well. Knowledge base. Someone might end up winning something like the weakest link on the back of that one piece of information that just passed out there. They have, but they've got to be able to listen to it first. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you found the flaw in the plan. <laughs> there's, there's always a caveat, isn't there? Yeah, damn it. Um, okay, back to the drawing. Come indeed, on. Yes. Uh, and then episode three, which led on from obviously episode two and why your guests won't always be dancing. And, and there's a number of reasons. Obviously the weather is a, is a huge factor, certainly in the summer when all your guests are outside and they're, um, you know, having a few drinks and relaxing and talking and, and doing all the things that, you know, a summer provides and, you know, having that social interaction, you know, having entertainment in the other room, sofa mirrors and photo booths doesn't help. And having the bar, you know, in the other room as well also doesn't help. And also as well, Poor song choices as well. If you've given a, your DJ a, a, a boatload of songs that just aren't working and, and that poor DJ is suffering in silence, you know, he's, he, that's that really doesn't help your DJ and, and that's a huge factor as to why they won't dance. Yes. And, of course, the guests that just don't like dancing. Yes, indeed. The guests that... You, you fear a, a room <coughs> full of uh, guests that don't want to dance, don't you? Yes. But, having said that, I've had some of the best feedback from the crowd like that, that they've actually loved it. Yeah. Um, even though they sat chatting, they actually loved having that music going on. Yeah, and I think, I think again, we discussed that in, in that episode as well. Also, sometimes your role as a DJ isn't 
isn't to make people dance. Your your job is to create an atmosphere. Um, yeah. And you learn that through experience. Like sometimes you'll you'll be an hour and a half, maybe two hours into an evening, going, "Well, I don't think people are going to dance. It's not a dancing night." And I, I know it sounds silly, but you know, you could throw the kitchen sink at it quite literally, and and people aren't going to dance. And you and all you're doing is is berating yourself because they're not interested. So you you just have to yeah. sort of take the break off and go. Well, okay, we'll we'll play what's some gentle, nice, relaxed music and familiar music that people know, and see where we get from there. Yeah, yeah, completely. So that leads us on to this episode, which is, I say, cutting costs on evening entertainment. Now, uh, again, as we've explained before, you and I in our arsenal, we have photo booths and selfie mirrors. So we don't just go to bookings as a DJ; we we go as photo booth and self-mirror operators. And yeah. we see the reverse of this. So we see a DJ. So And some DJs, let's say most, are very good and, and, and they're incredibly good at what they do. And, and, you know, us as DJs, we've got a, a network of people, as we have, you know, with all the other wedding suppliers. And it's nice to see a DJ that you recognise because you know you're in for a good night. Sometimes it falls a bit short. And that's where, and that's where we are today. Because having done the research, 2020 was a bit of a write-off, so they've not really done the, the figures for 2020, you know, with COVID and everything else. But Which is a real shame for you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> having been called 2020 sounds for so long, that was going to be your year, wasn't it? it? Well, you know, it, it, I mean, <laughs> if it could have gone worse, I'd been surprised. <laughs> If I'm honest, yeah, it couldn't have gone much worse. As years go in a name, um, it didn't it didn't have the success that I was hoping for. But I didn't call it that for that reason. It was it was based on oh, completely digressive. Twenty twenty vision is perfect vision, and I wanted to call yeah. it something in the same way. So twenty twenty sound, either which way, twenty twenty being in the name didn't really help. So um, yeah, no. Uh, in hindsight, I mean, how was I going to know? How was I going to know? Yeah. I'm just wondering now. I've said that out loud. Have you thought about changing the name now because no, of the I negative can't. connotations of no, 2020? I <laughs> because I can't now because I've got I've got too much invested in it. I'm I'm, I'm going to keep like this podcast. I've got too much invested in it. I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> you're just gonna you're just gonna bluff it out. You're gonna ride the storm. Yes. Well, I, I think I think I think COVID has taught us that we've just got to ride the storm. Yes. Yeah, it just popped into my head as we were chatting. Go thank, on, I've, 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 thank sorry, you. I've took this off track now. Slaughtering my company just because of the name. It's not my fault. I'm, I'm not the man that started COVID. But that's um, a conversation <laughs> for another time. <laughs> Have you not realised that what I've done there is very clever marketing for you, Phil, because we've mentioned the name of your company several times. Yeah, but with, with terrible connotations, though. <laughs> I'm sure people will see past that. So. Yes. So anyway, the average wedding costs in 2019 was £32,000. Good Lord. I know. It's, it's an amazing figure, isn't it? It's a, a huge sum of money. 40% of couples in that year went over budget as well. So £32,000. And even if you went over by 20%, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, again, you know, thirty five grand is a, a lot of money. That's just crazy cash. It is, isn't it? You know, you just got to hope that you're very happy after that day. Again, that's a conversation for another time. So anyway, so what <laughs> we're saying with regards to, to being a DJ and, and, and 
what we've touched on before in the the three previous episodes, and this as well also, is that by cutting your costs on your Eden Entertainment, you really do set yourself up for a fall. And you and I, obviously, having been in this industry for a long time, we are now experienced. And obviously, we had to start somewhere. So sometimes there are reasons or to hire somebody that maybe doesn't have that experience. So maybe that cost would be cheaper. I get that fully and I completely understand that. I think it comes into a a problem area is when you hire maybe a friend or a fellow family relative to save money. Because if they haven't got equipment and they haven't got everything that's needed to be your DJ for that evening, that's very much when you're going to come unstuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to... I, I, I get where you're coming from because you don't want to say that just because somebody's cheap, they're necessarily bad because that's no, not the case, is no. it? Um you know, and, and you know, in all walks of life, that you can get superb quality for less money. Um, but in general, if you're asking a family member, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's not ideal, is it? No, it's not. No, and I think the the problems aren't just in so much as that. It's not just that they're you're saving money. It's it's all the problems that sort of follow on from that, really. So. Again, a big factor of what we've gone through on all of these episodes is experience. We've said it countless many times. Now, if the person you're asking hasn't got experience of being a DJ or doesn't do it every weekend or doesn't have that knowledge, certainly the knowledge of weddings, as we've said before in previous episodes, of how many different breaks there are, how many different things that, you know, not can go wrong, but how many different things that are sort of thrown at you on, you know, on the fly if you don't have that knowledge or don't have that resilience, I think again, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge thing not to have in your arsenal. Mm. The other, yeah, thing, definitely. the other big thing is equipment. Now you and I, I mean, and you know, every other DJ in the world, we've got thousands, literally, literally thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of equipment. Um, I've got four, no, three pairs of speakers, all of which work. I've got two mixers, god knows how many lights um i've got about three different djs stand, and the list goes on and on and on and on um but you daren't sell the stuff because there's that just in case scenario so us as djs you know you may look at somebody's fee and say i don't know let's do simple maths it's 350 pounds well 350 pounds doesn't even buy one of the lights i've got do you know what i mean and that's and that's where you if you look in comparisons that's where you are you know yeah. As a professional DJ, your image and what you do and, and how you present yourself and, and, and what you're about and all the marketing that you are, it matters so much. So when you go to a wedding and have your setup, you want it to be pristine and, and every wedding look like it's the first time you've rolled your equipment out. When you hire somebody that's just hiring equipment that's been, you know, knocked and duffed around and everything else, it looks a bit awful. I said we when when you and I have been to photo booth and self mirror bookings, I've seen somebody come in with these massive speakers, no setup, no you know, like I put their unit, their mixer onto a onto a onto a table, you know, no cloth or anything else. And you think cables hanging down everywhere. Yeah, and, and it just looks a mess. And my OCD goes through the roof at that point. Then I am literally on like like a cat and I hit hot tin roof. I can't even look at the stand then because I, I just know what's going to happen next. So like the mic sounds all over, the, the, the bass are just flat and, oh, it's just an awful. 
and you think we haven't even started yet and this is where we're at and you think this is going to be a really long night and you've been there haven't you Rob? oh yeah oh yeah the other thing that i think with family as well if you get family or a friend to do it is they would probably be a guest at your wedding mm. yeah yeah true. and and all of a sudden you're asking them to do that for you which no one will turn you down they'll always do it but wouldn't you rather just have them there as a guest and let them enjoy themselves as a guest rather than having the responsibility of entertaining your entire wedding party yeah no i mean as we've mentioned before i mean getting married you know thirty-two thousand pounds is a is a you know a huge amount of money and yes you know like we've I hire, as we said before, you know, with the photo booths and self mirrors and, and dance floor, which I've got to also. Now, for me personally, even though it is my own business, I will be the first person to admit they're nice to have at a wedding. They're not must-haves. They're not, they're not something you, you have to have to have, you know, you've got to have a DJ or you've got to have some form of entertainment. You don't have to have a photo booth or something. You don't have to have a dance floor, do you know what I mean? And sometimes I've been privy to conversations before and we've been talking about the DJ side of things and I've mentioned photo booths or self-mirror and they've said, oh, no, we booked that first. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all right. It is becoming like that, I feel, isn't mm. it? That almost if you, if you go to a wedding or a party now, um, well, not that you can now, but no. <laughs> yeah, again, in the near future. Um, and, and before it was, it was becoming the, if there wasn't a photo booth, the question was, where's the photo booth? Mm. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it was getting close. It was getting close to being a must-have, I would say. Yeah, I, I think we spoke about this again in the last time. I think with a photo booth and a self-mirror, I think what they are now, as we said before, they're a, a, a really easy way to entertain people, aren't they? You get a nice memento and you get a gift with it. And, and, and in a generation now where, where everyone's taken a picture of everything, you know, cats and food and God knows what else, that's what, you know, you have a, a nice memento and a guest has like a guest book at the end of the evening and, and that's great. But I, I wouldn't say, personally speaking, if if, if you take the, the, the flip side of that, would you rather just have a photo booth or a selfie mirror and have no music whatsoever? You'd probably choose the music, would you not? I don't know, would you? Uh, yeah, of course you would, of course you would. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. You've got, you've got to have... Well, I can't remember the last time I went to a party or a wedding... Um, well, I can't remember the last time I went to a party no, or a wedding, that's, but, that's uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um, where there wasn't any music. Yeah, I yeah, did um, but, yeah. my my only sort of selfie mirror booking in in sort of COVID times. I did a, a booking for in September when it was twenty five people or thirty people, I think it was, and they had no music. They had just that, like background music coming through this, you know, the speakers in the venue and everything else. And I'm mm. like, oh, I don't, I don't want to ever be here again because it felt so flat. And that's what we're, you know, as DJs, that's what we're responsible for. We were, responsible for creating an atmosphere when and when you don't have an atmosphere and you're you're hearing people's conversations it all feels very awkward doesn't it yeah yeah very very different um scenario so going very back different. to that so, yeah. scenario with regards to you know hiring somebody let's say that doesn't have an experience and doesn't have those you know because again if you're hiring somebody that you know you and i have got thousands of thousands of thousands i've got more songs that i don't know and I have got songs that I actually know and like, if that makes sense. Because you know, there's that, you know, best of X, Y, Z, best of X, Y, Z. You know, I've got best of Bee Gees. I can assure you I never play that. Well, you know, not not, not, not publicly anyway. As, um... uh, guilty secret coming <laughs> oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like the Bee Gees? I mean, you know. Anyway, joking aside, <laughs> you have these, these huge array of songs and everything else. 
for, for special occasions because you never know when you're going to be asked someone. Now, if you're hiring somebody that doesn't have that huge arsenal of songs that we have, because we're DJs and we do this, you know, every weekend, then if they've only got a handful of now CDs and a handful of best CDs and a little bit of modern music that's on their phone, it's going to be a very long night, isn't it? Yeah. And, and yeah. again, going back, I've seen it before, and, I've, and, and like you, it's a terrible thing to say, but when you see somebody struggling, you want to help them, but you don't know how to. You're like, well, I can't make, I can't make an evening out of this. You know what I mean? And, and, and mm. I've been up to there somewhere. I'm trying to. It, it's very difficult as being because you're saying, mate, just need to turn your bass down a bit. It's a bit, it's a bit loud. And you think self, yeah. he's probably going to tell. Well, I might do one. I was like, okay, fine, all right. Well, you know, it's, because you do, don't you? You become, I don't know, really. You become very OCD with it, don't you? You become very sort of, you know. I can hear like as soon as like you, like even when you're mixing when you're doing bits and pieces, you, you can hear something that's slightly off, can't you? And and yeah. and it's your, your ears are just like your as a DJ, obviously, they're hugely important. But that's what they're like. You like you hear all the you know. All the little differences and the inaccuracies of, of people and things. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. And the other thing as well, also as well, venues won't let um, any suppliers in. You know, certainly DJs and you know, again us with the photo booths and self, they won't let them in without pat testing and public liability, or at least those things have got to be on file. So when they 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 know that you're there annually and they they update them. So again, if you haven't got those, again, if you've got a, a friend and family that are doing it, then again you're going to come unstuck because you won't be allowed in. Yep. And totally. This is where it becomes. It does, does, does make me laugh though that sometimes you get asked by a venue for your pack test insert and you supply it all and then you get there and you have to plug into a socket that's half hanging off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> I know. That always I, makes I, me you, you, <laughs> It does. There are, I mean, you could pick holes in, in a lot of things and, you know, pack testing and public liability is one of those things because. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Obviously, you send them a certificate. They don't know what they're looking at, truthfully. Um, it goes in a file. It's a box ticked, and they've done it. But equally as yeah. well, they've got to have that because of their own insurances themselves. So if you as a DJ, oh, God, yeah. you as a supplier don't have that, then you're setting yourself. So what I'm saying long term is that, yes, granted, you may be saving money by getting Uncle Dave to uh, to help you out that night. But you're going to come very close to the date itself and realise how many problems you're going to have by doing this, by cutting this money, where you've spent maybe money elsewhere that hasn't been so wise. If it, if it, if you can't bring that equipment in, so then you don't have a DJ, and that's. I've, I've had bookings where where they booked me at fairly short notice because the friend or whatever you were going to use didn't have. Pat testing and, and liability insurance, so they were told they couldn't use them. So they've actually had to come out to someone who has got ill. Mm. Um, so yeah, totally, totally agree. It's, with that. It's, it's, it's it's so true. And again, how many times have we done? You know, again, going back to that photo booth analogy, how many times have we done photo booths and we've got again close to a date and everything else? People say, "Oh, I'm really sorry, but my my X Y Z person for photo booth can't do it now, and they and they're not turning up, and they've taken their deposit." I mean, it happens more often than you than than it than than it should. Yeah. Um, yes, totally. I've been let down by my that famous phrase. Yeah, it is, and it's an awful thing saying. And, and also, as well, in these COVID times, well, also we've had quite a bit of that as well. I've had quite a few emails saying that. So sometimes, again, it goes back really, absolutely, one hundred percent. It goes back to that first thing we said. Speak to the person who's 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 booking either your phone. You have to have that rapport with them. You have to have that trust. You have to have that responsibility because they pay a large part in your evening t- entertainment. And, and if you're not fully on board of what they're doing or not comfortable with what they're doing, well, they, they, they lend such a huge part in your night. You're putting a lot of responsibility in them if you're not 100% sure you could come unstuck. So are you, are you trying to say that People are more likely to remember the evening entertainment than they are what arrangement of flowers was on the table. So what you've done, done there, you've set me up for a massive... So whatever I say there's not the right answer, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. But it's very true. There was a survey done oh, a number of years ago now um, where brides were asked um, what they would do differently. So they, they'd been married. And they were asked after their weddings what they would do differently. And I think it was a crazy percentage, something like 80% plus, said that they would spend more on their entertainment mm. than they actually did. I, I, think it's, um, I think it's huge. I do. I do. And another, um, another thing to add in there as well also, which is a massive digression, I understand, but is videographers. People think videographers are massively expensive. And I'm like, oh, I'm never paying for a videographer because they're too much money but the one thing you want to do after the fact and certainly now in times where you can you've got a digital copy and you can share it on facebook and all your social media people want to see that day again 
and people don't hire that. Yeah. Another another survey that I've read fairly recently, in fact, just you know, summer of last year, a huge percentage of people don't hire a videographer because they think they're too expensive. And I think, oh, we've only yeah. got, we, photos are lovely, obviously, the you know, wonderful photographers. But I think now, certainly with phones and everything else, where everyone's filming everything, I think people want to see the big day again. You'll probably never watch your wedding film in its entirety, but I think there'll be a point where you want to post it on social media. Well, and there's going to be people in that video that maybe, you know, over time passed away, etc., mm. and you want to go back and see it as well. So, yeah, totally. I would like to get in there. The flowers are very important. I'm just going to cover that off now, Phil. Okay, yeah. So, should, should, we go, any... should we go for all the wedding supplies, shall we? I mean... <laughs> Wedding cake. <laughs> Where, any... what's, your, what's your feeling on wedding cakes? I love wedding cakes. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I <laughs> love wedding cakes. I can't say I love flowers, but I can see their value. Um, um, it, it's, I mean, it's, I can remember, and I, and I give this analogy quite often. I mean, I remember when I went to my first ever wedding fair. You know, never been to wedding fair, never, never knew which side of the table you stand on, how to put your flight, you know, how to speak to people, you know, everything was completely new to me. You know, it was literally like throwing yourself in the deep end and learning how to swim. So I'd never done it before. And I can remember seeing the first, it was at Commissioner's House in, in Chatham. I remember going in and there's yep. a room as you go to the to your left. There's a DJ, I'm not sure who it was, but there's a DJ there set up and had loads of lights going on. And I'm thinking, ah, and my confidence almost not gone, but do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, well, I'm um, literally, I've got a pull-up banner, a tablecloth and some flies, you know, in years gone by. And literally I had everything I wanted in one trip in one, in one pair of hands never happens yeah. now, but, um, you know, so, and, and it's true. And it's, it, it's like, it's a case of that you have to learn as you go along. I understand that. And with building up a rapport with people, it, it's such an important thing. And that's what I learned from those wedding fairs is that, if you can speak to people openly and honestly and, and, and they can trust you, then I think everything else you learn as you go along. But you have to be trustworthy in the first place, if that makes sense. Everyone has to start somewhere. And I understand everyone's going to be slightly cheaper when they first start out as opposed to they are when they are 10 years down the line. But without yeah. having those initial conversations, with just booking somebody solely on price without having that conversation for, that's where it becomes a little bit unstuck. So just out of interest, did you actually get any bookings out of that one? Um, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I did. Not from memory, I don't think I did. Um, but what I did do is I learned a lot from it. Does that make sense? Uh, you learn, I learned how to talk to people. I learned what questions I was going to be asked, you know, routinely. Um, I learned that, you know, what I took from that as well also, some of the venues that people were talking to me about, have you been to XYZ and venue areas? I hadn't. So after that, I went to visit a load of venues and, and, and just... Um, went to venues and worked out where it was and I asked the wedding coordinator would I mind coming down because I'm a new DJ and I just want to know where it's set up and everything else so I did a load of research so what that wedding fair didn't gain me in bookings it, it learnt me a lot in what I need to know if that makes sense because you can yeah I was just interested if you managed to get a booking even though you didn't have any of your equipment or anything set no, up and I, it was just on the back yeah, of conversation I, mean, I started a business in well I woke up one morning and decided I wanted to be a DJ and that was in May um, a friend of mine um, had like a community like fair, like something at school, and they asked if I could DJ, and that was in July. Um, that was nerve wracking. Um, and then I did my first wedding fair in September, having never done a booking before. Um, and then I did my first ever wedding, uh, April two thousand and ten, 
that was sorry that my first wedding fair was September 2009 my first wedding was April 2010 first wedding was at Leeds Castle what in the main castle yeah wow I know yeah that that that's, that's literally right. been the story of my career pretty much everything that I've done has always been like literally the next leap the next leap it's always been huge and I've just like you know um but I've always been of the opinion I won't digress too much on this but I've been of the opinion is that you know you can read every manual you can look at every YouTube video you could be practiced at home you know hours and hours and hours on end but unless you've got that real life experience then then I think it it you know it, it matters for nothing really if that makes sense yeah um totally but that kind of goes against the grain of what we're saying with regards to this but in some ways I don't believe it does I think what it what it comes down to is that yes there are going to be cheaper people and yes there are going to be people that are more expensive but without without the trust as and I've said again before without the report I think price doesn't matter so much the problem comes sometimes when you're asking somebody to do something and they're not professional at what they do that's when I think you come unstuck. So when you're asking a favour of somebody and they're not professional, that's when I think it becomes a bigger task than it needs to be. I, I would also add, and that's a very valid point, but what I would also add that just because someone's very expensive doesn't make them better no, as it's well. True. It's so true. I, I, wrote a, I wrote a blog about this on the weekend and, and, it, and it's... And it's fits in with this quite nicely actually because in a world dominated by buzzwords and entrepreneurs and influencers and likes and follows and, and all that goes with that some people base their buying choices on how popular somebody is rather than how good somebody is if that makes sense so um, yep. xyz company might have 6500 likes on facebook but only have 10 five-star reviews Somebody else might have 1,500 likes on Facebook, but they might have 30 good reviews. Now, that's where the numbers are. It's how many people recommend that person, not how many people like that person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and people get lost in numbers sometimes when there's a you know a world full of noise and bits and pieces and it, and it gets all crazy because everyone's got to have this, that and the other and content marketing. It just goes on and it's madness. But... It comes down to, and I keep saying the same thing, and I, no pun intended, but I do sound like a broken record. But you have to have that, you know, if you're recommended by a supplier, it's because you've got a rapport and a trust with the venue, so they're, they're happy to recommend you. But even though they recommend you, I would still, I would still say have a conversation. Don't just drop them in. Have a conversation and speak to them. Pick up the phone. And uh, difficult now, I know, because of covid but offer to meet them. Can we go and meet at the venue or could we have a meet at the pub somewhere or could we have a sit down, chat down there or, you know, like we said before, can we have a, vo a Zoom phone call or, or do so? Have that rapport with them because that's, that's, that's such a, you know, such a valid, valid point. It's massive. It is absolutely massive. <clears throat> and also, um, there are a couple of venues and I'm not going to name any names, but there are a couple of venues where um, they'll have you as a recommended supplier but you have to pay them a commission mm. yeah, no, yeah. for every booking you get. And that seems very disingenuous to me. No, um, no, it, it is. And it's, it's very wrong. You know, you shouldn't make money out. But then, again, COVID times, there are some people, 
uh, some suppliers and and some venues that aren't covering themselves in glory for this. You know, they're charging people premiums uh, for, for moving people's bookings, um, suppliers and venues alike in that regard. Um, and I find that, for want of a better term, I find that disgusting, I have to say, because it's not the couple's fault that this has happened and they shouldn't be, be made to pay for the fact, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's a terrible situation for, you know, for everyone around, venues, suppliers and, and couples alike. Um, but the couple shouldn't have to pay for it. But they do often. No. And, uh, no, I, I just wanted to put that out there because obviously we spoke about, you know, utilising a, a recommended supplier. Um, just one question to ask them. Do you have to pay to be a recommended supplier to the, to the venue charge you? Um, because I would say 99 times out of 100, your supplier's going to say, no, they just recommend me because they've seen my work and they trust me. I think those, same venues, where... um, I think those same venues won't allow other suppliers to come in, won't they? Is that right? Or, or they have to charge them a price for them to come in. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah um, one does. Yeah, one of the venues does that I, I can think of. Um, and I say there's one more that I'm not overly familiar with, if I'm honest, mm. but um, I'm not sure how they work in terms of outside suppliers coming in. But yes, the one you're thinking of, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah and I, I think these conversations, I think I was speaking to this again, you know, with the, the team that work alongside me and everything else. I think we've, we've digressed massively, but I'll try and bring it around point. But I think, the one thing that's comes out of this and, and, and difficult times as we are with COVID and the wedding industry is literally on its knees currently and hoping for better times come the 21st of June. I think the one thing that's come out of this, and I, and I believe this so strongly, is that, and certainly those that have booked me, I've had more open conversations with people where we say, let's say we've had a DJ and a photo booth booking but couldn't do the photo booth but we've got the self mirror instead and people say, that's fine as where normally, you know, we're not giving them what they what they booked, but they're happy to make a compromise because they understand that it's difficult for us as it is equally difficult yeah. for them. And I think we've had yeah. now more, more, I think as suppliers and certainly as DJs as well, we've had a better rapport with people now because people understand it's a level playing field, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I... And I go on, sorry, go on. I'm, no, I'm no, 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 sorry. No, all I was saying is that if you didn't have that rapport to start with, you wouldn't be able to have that rapport throughout, if that makes sense. Again, so it's yeah. really important. Yeah, no, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Fundamental. It is. It's so, and so really sort of, to, sort of to sum it all up, really, is that I understand as a couple that, that getting married is, is massively expensive and there's so much pressure on on having the day that you want you know certainly i've said this before as well also if you're a you know the youngest of three daughters and your two daughters before so your two sisters before you you know have got married and they've had this wonderful there's a sense of pressure on you to have a a wedding that's better than which is pathetic but but sadly that's that's the reality of the world we live in where we have this pressure to be better than what's gone before and weddings have become almost a competition as opposed to it being a lovely wedding do you agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been to some, some, and I, I, I'm in no way, shape or form am I snobbish about where I go to, you know, I'm just grateful that, that people have had their trust in me and, and I've been able to do the booking. But I've been to some wonderful, wonderful weddings at community halls where where they've 
bought, gone to Costco's and they've bought, you know, a load of, load of beer and wine and alcohol and just go and help yourself. And they've had like fish and chip lorries come in and ice cream lorries come in and, uh, you know, and everyone's helping out at the end of the evening to clear tables away and everything else. And for me, yeah. that's exactly what a wedding should be. That is fundamentally what is everyone chipping in, having a good time and clearing up at the end of the night. It's, it's that sense of family in the community that gets missing sometimes. And that and that's what it always was, wasn't it? Mm. It was always that you you went hired a hall. Um, well, you know, when I can think back to, you hired a hall. You had music. You bought in a load of food. Had a buffet, uh, and it was just a big party. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm exactly the same. And done some brilliant weddings like that. Definitely. And and I tend to find those weddings for me personally. I'm, I may be wrong, but for me, they feel more relaxed because. I don't mean to say I don't know how to say it correctly, but they don't feel that that same sense of occasion, maybe, or, or or there isn't so much pressure on them, so they've relaxed. If that makes sense, does that? Does that I'm trying to you know, see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I do the um the desire for perfection isn't. Yeah, yeah, that's you, right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it doesn't permeate every minute of the evening. <laughs> it's just and there's no pressure right. On okay, people, we're married. So like, yeah. They know you as a DJ are waiting to get in. So, oh, mate, let me just get those tables cleared for you. And then and they're, they're doing it for you. Do you know what I mean? It's where you've got to wait sometimes for a venue to come through and this person's not, you know, everyone's just cracking on and helping each other. And you feel this real sense of voidness because everyone's just cracking on and helping. It's just a lovely thing. And I think, again, without which to sound misty-eyed about all this, but I think sometimes weddings do get lost in in the occasion sometimes that, that that people think too much about the occasion rather than what they're actually getting married for yeah yeah totally agree i don't know that we've really summed up anything really i think we've just spoke for 40 minutes <laughs> I, I was going to challenge you but i i can't disagree <laughs> <laughs> I think we, just, we just had a good old waffle about weddings. Yeah, uh, I think that's fine. I think every point that we've made has been valid, and we've turned it around and said that you know that the, the the key to a good wedding isn't so much about the money you spend; it's about the sense of occasion. Exactly that. Exactly that. And flowers are good. Flowers are good. Cakes better. Cakes better. No, no, see, but again, no. Flowers and cake are equally not, good. But you're not going to eat a flower, are you? Unless it's obviously really <laughs> decorative. <laughs> I don't know. Have you watched some of these cooking programs? Well, yeah. You know. Edible flowers. I'm sure there was one on last night. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, we've, we've just we've just talked weddings, but it has hopefully been of some of some benefit. And yes, maybe yes. We'll, list, we'll listen back and, and be able to pick out some gems of information. Yeah, from this. I think basically what you need to do with this episode is... is it's get a notepad. I mean, I've gone the wrong way around now because if you've got a notepad now at the end, you should have had a notepad at the beginning. But what I'm saying is there's going to be some stuff. You might need to re-listen to this and get a notepad and then start making notes. I like what you're doing. You're doubling the amount of listeners, Phil. I like <laughs> that. That. Yeah. That, was, that, was, <laughs> that was subtle. Um, yeah. I'm impressed. All you did <laughs> was basically just had... slaughter my company now. <laughs> But no, so on 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 a on a on a desperate I think that's, desperate attempt. I think that's harsh. Yeah. I didn't slaughter your company. I gave you a company. There's no even bad publicity is good publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So. Well, there, there are some <laughs> some exceptions that prove that rule. I mean, Donald Trump's political <laughs> campaign. I mean, there's one. As um, Every, everyone knows him. 
well, <laughs> not necessarily for the right reasons, though, but I mean, still, anyway. As, um, no, to try and drag this back into some sense of normality where it's trying to make some sense. Basically, yes, because you almost made me out to be a Trump supporter then. Stop. Oh, right, no, hang on, on a second. We've, 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 we've gone politics now, and that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a minefield that I'm not going to go yeah, into. Yeah, let's, not go, there. let's um, not go there. So basically, is that, yes, weddings are expensive. Yes, you will need to cut costs somewhere down the line. And yes, you will need to look at your budget. But I do believe that if you're going to cut costs somewhere, look at all your nice-to-haves as opposed to your must-haves where you need to cut costs. Yes. Would you agree? And and yeah, totally. And make sure that your your must haves are the right the right must haves. Yeah. And yeah. And, and just try and get to married to someone that's absolutely minted. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> you see, we could have saved everybody forty minutes there. <laughs> yeah, just 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 basically buy a load of lottery tickets, uh, scratch cards. And, or marry someone who's minted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Tip of the day from Phil. Love <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Right, on that note, I don't know if that's a very good note to end on, but that's the note we're ending on. So, right, I'll speak to you later, Rob. Take care. Speak to you later. Bye, Phil. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.